Perfect. Now you are. Now we are. Hello, everybody. This is Gossip with Bravo, babe. I am Christina, and I am here with Leanne Lacken today. Whoop, whoop. Super excited to have you on, Leanne. I am so happy to be here. Thank you for asking me. I love doing podcasts. Yes. I just uh, don't, I don't get asked to do too many. They're fun. It's nice just to like genuinely talk and get to know people, you know, versus what you see on the screen. That's why I love getting the chance to interview, you know, people from reality television. Definitely. I love that. I love you get, I love that you get a chance to see who, who we are away from cameras, which is nice. Absolutely. So how is Rich? How are the dogs? How are you? My husband is off right now filming a new documentary that he's working on that I'm a producer on. Yay! Ooh. My first time producing. I'm very excited. And then um, he's off shooting. The kids, I just fed my kids. They're very happy with me now. Um, <laughs> and uh, and that's it. I mean, life is good here. We Our little casa keeps, you know, getting better and better and getting happier and happier. Oh, that's so good to hear. And I saw that you hosted with your cute hair. I'm still so upset. I told you earlier, I'm obsessed with how your hair was yesterday. You had the cutest Barbie brunch, boozy Barbie brunch. It was so fun. It was so fun. Literally, I yeah, it, they had bottomless mimosas and I attempted to see if I could find a bottom. Yeah. And I could. <laughs> no, I could not find a bottom. So that's my kind yeah. of girl. I came, I came home and Rich was like, oh, and I was like, yeah, it's like six o'clock and I think I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> Isn't that the best though? Because then it's like you can recover enough that the next day you're not too hungover because you weren't out partying till 1 a.m. You were only out until That's you made the, curfew. Yeah, exactly. That's the best. You come home and then you get some extra sleep. And then by the time nine o'clock rolls around, I was like, okay. Well, feel good. Let's get up and let's start the Give night. me a cheeseburger and let's go. Oh, that's always I my go-to rally. Like if I need to rally, I'm like, somebody give me a cheeseburger and I'll get it together. Aha. Uh -huh. So see, uh -huh. that's what you should have on your next t-shirt. Give me a cheeseburger. Give me a cheeseburger. <laughs> that's all I need. <laughs> um, well, it's so good to hear that you and the family are doing well. Um, I got so many questions when I was posting that you were coming on my podcast. Um, we can just start with the number one question that everybody asked, which was, ask Leanne if she would ever come back on reality television. Hmm. Yes, I'm actually currently, I, I'm considering what I, we're shooting a reality type TV show. I'm also calling it an unscripted comedy. It's basically um, a show called Power Tripping with Leanne. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, it stars me. And uh, one of the owners of the production company that's doing it, Joe Groves, and he basically plays the worst manager a talent could ever have, but he is the sweetest. So you don't like, you constantly want to give him another chance. And he dresses in these really loud, over the top clothes. And it's just, you know, it's, oh. it's hilarious. It's a chance for me to do improv again, which I love. Because uh, mm -hmm. it is a lot like scripted, I mean, like reality TV, you know, no, we're not told what to say, but we, we're given but a there's direction. points, you know, there's talking yeah. points, there's some direction for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're walking in and like, so do you want to tell so-and-so how you feel? And you're like, okay, that's my job at this party that's is I got to go tell so-and-so how I feel. Right. How do you feel about producing being on the other side of the camera in that sense? What's that like? love it i love it because um you know the thing about it was when my friends at amicus came to me and they were like we really want to do a show with you i had turned down i mean since the end of my time on housewives to starting to work with amicus i had turned down so many production companies and people and shows i just i wanted i needed time away i really needed right. time to like reset um, how I felt about doing television. And now it's a chance for me to be funny and lighthearted. And I mean, there's a scene in the first one where we shoot, we, we filmed New Orleans as our first city we power tripped in. And um, mm. I get to interview like a, a king cake 
uh, person who like he wrote a book on king cakes and everything. And he's like, I think the baby will be right here. And so like my whole thing like was I want I want to find the baby. I want to find the baby. And then like I'm yeah. looking for the baby. I get my hands in there. I'm looking for the baby. There's no oh, baby. <laughs> I mean, it was hilarious. And then finally <clears throat> Joe comes in and he's like, how how did it go? And I'm like, there's no baby. And he just goes and eats the cake out of my hand. You know, I mean, it's a so that's like fun. fun. Yeah, it's fun and it's not too serious. You don't have to, you know, no fighting. And if it is, it's like, eh, you know, nothing eh. compared to Bravo fighting. No, no, not no. at all. Nope, no petty fighting for me. Yay! No petty. <laughs> So another question that people had asked is if you were ever asked to be on Ultimate Girls Trip, would you do it? And who I, would you want to be cast with? Okay, so I have not yet uh, been asked to be on an Ultimate Girls Trip. Um, who would I want to be cast with? Um, I mean, I have friends all over the housewife world. Um, like, I love Erica. I love Lisa. I I love, um, I like, I adore, let me tell you, the New York girls kill me. Sonia, Dorinda, and Luann, that is that like video. me. Yeah. I mean, seriously, it's like, um, whoa. Oh, what was it? Larry, you know, Larry, Curly and Mo. Mo. Yeah. That's the three of them. Like, I'm not even yeah. kidding you. And I'm not going to say who's what, cause I really don't know, but like they're, they're all three of them are entertaining. The party never ends. Um, m m two of them were just in town visiting. They did a a show, live show. You know, you can get tickets to and I stuff. Saw. Yeah, Dorinda oh my God. was there, wasn't she? Dorinda and Luann, yeah, and um, and oh my God, we just had the best time. I mean, we you know had dinner till I can't even tell you how late. Oh, you took them and showed them Texas. Well, I mean, me and some friends, we definitely like you know took them out and had a good time. Yeah, well, that's fun. See, I love a good crossover. I love when I see Housewives crossing over. Um, I saw that you and Lisa Vanderpump, you guys obviously have a love and a strong love for dogs. So you were at her Vanderpump Dog Gala not I was. too long you, ago. She, no, she had come to town. She was a keynote speaker for a nonprofit here in town that I'd gone to the luncheon. And so when I got up to the you know pre-party to get my picture with her, I was like, are you ever going to get to do, you know, your, your dog cha charity gala again? I had gone before with camp with uh, Cameron and I just, you know, that's one of my heartstrings is animals. And, right. and you'll, if you watch my stories, you'll constantly see me sharing dogs that are available for adoption or dogs that need $5. If you can donate for surgery or anything like that, because I, it bothers me how many dogs are euthanized in the world. It really bothers me. Um, mm -hmm. In the U.S., California and Texas are two of the biggest states. So are we're they? constantly, yeah. So in Dallas, we're constantly transporting animals to other states because we're you desperate know what? to save that you lives. Say that. Um, my dog Ladybug is actually a rescue from Texas. Oh, so we have. Yeah, so we have a no-kill shelter in, not, um, in Texas. We have a no-kill shelter actually right around the corner from where I live, and they got a shipment of dogs from Texas, and I guess they had drove halfway there in these small little cages. They, you know, it was like they got no room to get out and run, and they were just in a car in a crate for however many days it took to get up here. Um, yeah. And then they got to the shelter. Within 48 hours, they were all adopted. Oh, Thank God. Thank God. I love to hear is, that. So yes, is your black she's four years old. Is she a black lab? Yes, she's a black okay. lab. She's four. Yeah. So I'll tell you something that most people don't know is that black dogs are usually the last dogs adopted because you can't see the expression on their face. You can't see oh. their sorrow or their pain. You, and it's so people don't think that the dog is relating to them when mm -hmm. that they are. You know, they are. I have a I so have that a makes black... me feel like I have a bigger connection with Ladybug now because when I look the first time my husband and I looked at her, we were like, "That's that's her. That's, that's our dog." See, that's what I said whenever I uh, saw Carly, my beagle. Well, I had got Chief when I was still anchoring uh, Plano Television Network. 
the news. And so he had like jumped into my arms and then my husband was like, we're keeping the dog. And I'm like, you mean Aww. I'm keeping the dog and feeding the dog and walking the dog and picking up poop. And right. so, yeah, then when we moved in together and bought our house, um, Chief was getting a little lonely, a little, you know, lazy. So mm -hmm. then my girlfriend posted pictures about Carly and I was like, the second I saw her eyes, I was like, she, she's mine. Yeah. Like she's yeah. mine. Like that's supposed to be my child. And so I, me, I mean, and she had all these people had already written on the Facebook post. I'll adopt her. I'll take her. I'll take her. And I was like, and you're like, no, she's I, mine. I, I'm like, get my phone. I'm like, I got a call now. And I'm like, Hey, Cassie, can I just bring chief over and see if they get along? Cause chief's fat oh. and he needs help. <laughs> he needs a buddy. So, yeah. Dogs are better in twos. I, I think so. Dogs are better in twos. Yeah. You know what? Because when you're gone, they have, they can, they really do. I got to tell you my children, um, when they sit in the office here with me, they will sit, they have little beds by the windows and they just look out the window and it's like their world. Oh my God. And when the, the yard crew comes, woo, I'm talking dogs. They are so TV. observant. Oh, really? Oh my gosh. They run from every window and door throughout the house, just barking, 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 you know, it's oh, their geez. entertainment. It is. So you just have the two dogs then, correct? Yes. That's yes. all our bed Any can fit with me and my husband in it. Oh, yes. Any other animals? No, we don't. You know, we have wild rabbits uh, in Preston Hollow. So constantly we'll see a wild rabbit or two. But um, mm -hmm. no, no, we don't have room for any other. I was thinking about getting a bird. Okay. So um, if I got a bird, I, I want, did you see the zoo that had to separate the five parrots because they were encouraging each other to cuss? No, but that's hilarious. I would adopt all five and I'd be like, fucking go for it. I need to look this up now. That's hilarious. Oh my God. It's on, it was on Instagram. I sent it to my good friend, Heidi. I was like, all right, I'll take three if you take two and we can like have awesome brunch. We can have them go at it. That would be oh funny. Oh my God. We could get on the speakerphone and they could be like, fuck out. Wait, you could make them recreate like a dramatic housewife scene. Oh yeah. And they could do it. Oh yeah. They could do it. I was That's so really excited because yeah, they were, they were encouraging each other to cuss at the patrons of the zoo. <laughs> I was like, uh, I'm meant to have these birds. Oh, that's funny. Well, speaking of animals, again, um, you were at the Vanderpump dog with Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah. Yep. Um, there was a little bit of drama outside of, I guess, filming with Lala Kent and Garcelle. Lala Kent and Garcelle were seated at the same table and on Watch What Happens Live, Garcelle said she wasn't having any of it and they left her and her son, Oliver. Um, yeah. And when she said they left, I was unclear if she meant they left the table or if they left the event. So can you clarify if you know for me? Yeah, they left the event. They left okay. the event. They didn't go to another table. And um, and I get it. I mean, if you're at beef with someone and it, you're not, the cameras aren't running and you're not filming, nobody wants to sit at a table and, you know, wait for the ball to drop. So I get right. it. And I mean, fake I, it. Like, you don't want to yeah. do that. No. And it. It honestly, as much as Garcelle and Lisa are really good friends, um, it still really was Lala's court because it's Vanderpump dogs, you know. So, I mean, I get mm -hmm. it. And I think that Garcelle made an elegant and graceful move, you know. I agree. But completely. And I will say this. Lala and I talked and, um, you know, she is just a beautiful young girl. And, she you really know, is. the sad part is, yes, she is. And the sad part is, you know at her age she's gonna you remember how many mistakes you made at that age oh child i think about like if there was reality tv back when i was young ain't nobody be respecting me ain't nobody gonna be respecting me i mean i was a handful of a hot mess and i look and i really think you know like lala hasn't made as many mistakes as most and she's kind of dealt with it all very gracefully she looked freaking yes. gorgeous yeah, I she remember specifically she had that red dress on that like barely covered her boobs. It was such Woo! a hot dress. She yeah. was hot, hot, hot. Yeah, I mean, I I, I walked in and I kind of had my back to her and she was like, Leanne, and I turned around. And I was like, 
okay, really? Like, I'm not taking hey, a girl. picture with you. Like, it's just rude, <laughs> you know? Like, I'd even lost weight and everything, and I was like, still not taking a picture with you, okay? Not happening. <laughs> she just laughed at me because she knew I was, I was playing, but I was like, yeah, no, you're gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of, like, you're gorgeous, you were, um, I'm sorry, you were Miss USA Arizona? Miss Arizona USA, yeah. That was a long so how time ago. So, but still, what a cool title to still have. And that led you to audition and get a part in Miss Congeniality. It certainly made it easier um, because, you know what, a little known fact about Miss Congeniality is um, the choreographer that had been the choreographer for Miss USA for like a long time, Scott, um, he was the choreographer for Miss USA for like our opening number and swimsuit and where to place everybody and all that. He, they ended up hiring him to be the choreographer for Miss Congeniality. Oh, that's so, a cool little yeah. double there. Yeah, wasn't that cool? So um, basically when we got cast, you know, he would, he would, he would, I would say pick on, but not really pick on. He'd be like, you know, like if we were going to walk a swimsuit scene and there were three platforms, he'd be like, hey, Leanne, lead the way and show them how to walk a swimsuit platform. Because I was also showing the actresses who had so none true. of them had ever done a pageant, you know? That is, so see, I, I never like, thought sure. of that too. You were like the head honcho there trying to like, they were looking at you like, wow, she is really you know, she has a Miss USA Arizona title and we're just acting like we do. So it, it was really fun. It was really fun. I, I loved, I loved the audition. I loved everything about it. I think that getting cast, I was grateful to get cast the part I got cast in, which was, um, you know, Kelly Beth Kelly, Miss Nebraska. Um, I wasn't thrilled about my talent, but when I complained, um, uh, Sandy was like, yeah, I saw your cast. I saw your casting tape. And I was like, oh, never mind. Never mind. So tell everybody what your talent had to be. So my talent was making balloon animals or it was supposed <laughs> to be making balloon animals. And they made me like, literally, I had an hour long session with a, cl a clown to an learn how clown. to make. Yeah, to make balloon animals. And um, and I I sucked at it. I'm not going to kid you. I sucked so bad at it. Like I had deformed balloon animals that like they would have three long legs and then one little short leg. Well, like, like was... what did they expect of you to do? Like, you well, know, no, they, Oh, the director they... expect Donald Petrie expected me to be like zoom, zam, fabulous after an hour. Oh gosh. I, I remember uh, when I got up to like, he was like, all right, show me what you can do. And I was like, I didn't know what to like. Uh, you know, so I start trying to make something and he's like, is is that really all you can do? And I'm like, that was a lot of learning. And then he was like, okay, <laughs> he had the clown, like he goes, uh, just make something for her to play with. And I was like, okay, I'm so glad that I spent the last few days studying, you know, balloon animals. How to do balloon animals. That's funny. And that was it. That's how the scene got done, you know? Um, cheated so cheated all the way cheated all the way but you had the miss usa arizona you know title behind you so you didn't cheat totally no not totally and i knew not what i was totally. doing i mean still there's there you know i think the thing about competing in pageants is it does prepare you for competing in the world and when i say competing while on the surface it looks like you're competing against someone else you're really just competing about competing with yourself to be your better self and so that's, that's what i true. really yeah, that's what I really got into was pushing myself to see how good I could get at things. I mean, so there you was say a that you're a competitive where, person. Yeah, there was a point where I could walk downstairs without ever looking down in a swimsuit and heels. Damn. Yeah. You yeah. Could you still do it, do you think? Oh, God, no. I, I tried to climb in the Barbie box yesterday from the front into the box. Almost crashed the whole set. <laughs> It was awful. Everybody they was had laughing. I was like, "I'm yes, thank you. You're welcome. Tip your clown." But those are like hard to step into because I went into one the other day, and they're like hard, and then there's that little hump in it. So hey, yeah, they, it was not an easy. And then people were like trying to do it after me, and I was like, "Hey, but, but, and here's the other thing that was hard for me was I'm taller than most of those boxes, especially. And then you put me in platform heels. Now I'm like, I got to bend over to do them, and you know, getting through them, it's like looking at a 
freaking, you know, ginormous animal trying to climb into a little tiny box. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> all for the picture, all for the cute all picture. For, all for the photo op. Yep. <laughs> that's what, that's what I did. We, there's a bakery down the street and they had the most gorgeous setup. I took my girls, we went and we took photos. We still haven't seen the movie, but we took the photo. <laughs> oh, you'll love the movie. You will love the movie. It's, it's really a coming of age movie. I mean, I, I think every little girl will love it. And I think the moms will love it too. And, you know, don't even get me started on the gay crowd. Cause they're going to be like, yeah, we need it. Yeah. I'm sure they, they've seen it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. When the kids go at it fighting. I'm like, <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. It's hilarious. Um, it was just Pride Month. Did you have any cool or fun events that you did this last month of June? Yes, of course. I love Pride. It's also my birthday month. Um, I judged the Pride Parade here in Dallas. Oh, it's you my did. second year. Yeah, the, my that second so year to cool. judge. Oh, I love it. I, I, You know what? Anyway, I can support Pride. I'm 100% there. Um, that's probably my my number two strongest, uh, you know, obsession, uh, Passion. uh participation yeah. is yeah. Supporting LGBTQ, you know, as their ally, I'm an ally for life forever. And I've been one since I was a teenager. So yeah. And I just, yeah. I just get tired of shame being attached to things that you have no control over. And, um, and I'm just, as long as I'm around, I'm not going to let that happen. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm not going to let exactly. it happen. Yeah, yeah. So, and I love that. I love that you speak out and I love that you participate. Um, so how was the judging though? Did you, who was the winner? What was the theme? What was, it was the, like, what was, so it? Hard. was it? The floats that you were judging? Yes. The floats. And okay. there had like, there was like six or eight categories. I can't remember how many. And oh my gosh, uh, uh, it, all these different overall and, you know, and best group. And I mean, I got to tell you, I, I, uh, uh, that this year was a hard judge. This year it was a hard That's judge. A, lot. a ton so it's like of a people, big deal. Yeah. A ton of people came back out and really entered. And it was just, you know, I mean, pride is just an, an event where it, everybody's filled with love. I mean, you know, I mean, people are like, what's your religion? And I'm like, my religion is love agape. I, I just want it for all of us. You know, I think it's the, Absolutely. the only way to really live fully with peace. Definitely. Do you feel like living with peace has been easier post housewives that you can focus on your physical, mental health 100%? Yeah. 100% easier, not yeah, fighting and worrying about what somebody's going to say about me that isn't true. And that when I try to defend myself, I'm just going to look like I'm lying or making an excuse or, you know, uh, trying to cover up the truth. Yeah. No, I, I loved my time away I think it really um it it took me a while to be deprogrammed I know that when I left was around the same time that Tamara Judge and Vicky and so the three of us kind of stayed in touch with one another and it was it takes a good solid year to deprogram but I think even if you ask Tamara even today she went back and she has a whole new um perspective on it a whole new vibe on it yeah and she has a whole new approach to how she's handling it because of her deprogramming which was nice you know so right so coming in with fresh eyes and a fresh attitude I think you get stuck in a rut and then it's like you know oh it's my job to do this it's my job to do this it's my job to do this well guess what it's not your job to do that so unprogram yourself and come back in and look for new ways that you can interact without making it a job, you know? Correct. So do you feel like looking back then, knowing what you know now, um, I'm not sure if you heard what Bethany Frankel has been speaking out on lately with potentially unionizing reality television stars and with compensating and getting what is owed and what is deserved and so many different levels of reality television. Um, and yeah. yeah, speaking to you, I told you earlier, also your personality reminds me of her. Um, so what, where do you stand when it comes to, you know, what you've been saying? Have you been listening to it? A hundred percent and agreeing with her. I think people don't understand, like 
we film an episode, we get paid for that episode. And then Bravo runs it and repeats during the season all the time, after the season, then they sell it overseas to New Zealand, to Ireland, to um, England, to Australia. Australia. And and we get nothing additional than the one time that they that we actually shot it. And no, right. and I, I don't think, think that's so fair. surprising for people to know because I don't think the average person knows that. I think that they believe, you know, reality stars get paid unlimited mm-hmm. amounts of money, which is no. I think that that's the case for one reality television show, and that's the Kardashians. But that's because it's completely produced by it. them, and that's they yeah. own that show. So that they own it. They're making the only- money on both ends. Right. Yeah. But when it comes to everybody else, no way. Real Housewives, no way. These new we don't get- um, movies on Summer House that I've spoken to, um, they tell me that they've made four figures just from the, you know, summer. And you would think that somebody on Summer House makes, I would have thought like hundreds of thousands, not nope. even close. No, Bravo starts most of their first year cast it. They, they try to get them to start at around $3,000 an episode, which is... Mm-hmm piss money i mean like seriously like that's one table at one charity event here in dallas you know so Mm -hmm. no um there's no payment that you really you you really you give your all and you don't earn crap and and she's right Right. i mean we i would can you imagine the residual i still get money from miss congeniality i still get checks from miss congeniality so could you imagine that. if I was still getting checks from housewives? I mean, I'd be right. thrilled. And after you've had four seasons or five seasons, come on. Can you imagine Vicky? Yeah. 12 seasons? Shit. Oh my God. Yeah, I'll take I know. those residuals. Yeah, and it's deserved. I really think it is. I can wake up on a Thursday morning and Real Housewives of Dallas will be on Bravo and they just happen to be airing, you know a two season special that day. Well, it's like, okay, well show me the money. Like, what do you mean? We're not making anything off any of that. And you know, the thing is, it's like they own it in perpetuity. They own it for life. They can run it wherever and wherever they want. They can sell it to whoever they want. So they sell it to Peacock is like, and they run them on Peacock and now there's the extended versions. and And you look, and if you look at it, I mean, the strike that's happening right now, I mean, Reality TV was created when the actors and writers struck for the first time back in the 80s. That's when reality TV was created. And then it sort of exploded and everybody was like, well, crap, we can pay them one time. And I mean, it's a it's a big bankroller for, you know, um, oh, yeah. Networks. Networks. Huge. Right. Yeah. They, oh, yeah. they I mean talk about a bad relationship yes 100 percent. and bethany knows it and you know what it's amazing um when you're done with reality you look back and you're like oh, i should have demanded more but more. you know what when you're just getting into it you you know you're like oh i must be so lucky i must you know they must see something special in me and then when you're and, done and, with you it, know and like, they do but at the same time it's just not shown no, not only do they see something special in you, what they see is dollar signs. Because they're like, oh, this bitch crazy. She gonna make us lots of money. <laughs> yeah. Which is why, like we said earlier, you never missed an event. There was never an event filmed that Leanne Locken was not at. That didn't film. Yeah, every event that I went to during all of my seasons, every event I attended aired. Every aired. event. Which is, I yeah. feel like that's so rare to hear from a housewife. Yeah, Cameron threw a party for, uh, I think it was Rent the Runway, and the party never aired. And I wanted to go to her party, but they forbade me. They were like, nope, you got to go on a date with your husband. I'm like, not that I don't love my husband, but like, I'd like to go and support my cast. Like, not only do I want to go support her because she's a cast member, but because she's one of my friends. Like, and that's really kind of how we socialize here is, you know parties and that's the kind of control that production had they wanted a solo scene with you and rich at dinner and they said you know we want you to film this first going to the party and that's just like i mean i guess that's the control if you will that they had yeah and they do and i think 
most people, and I also, that's one of the things that always drove me crazy is like, I know when Lisa Renna would be like in, at the reunion, she'd be like, I just don't remember. And I can't tell you how many times I've said, I do not remember. You say so much that the audience will never see, will mm-hmm. never see. And then you are expected to remember it like six months later. Like, I'm right. sorry, N- eh, child, I then- barely remember what happened yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like the things that they do show we don't have full context for. So no, they and then you and don't, and they they air things out of context, and then all of a sudden you're like, well, that's not what happened, and then right. and then the people who it's aired for the positive side, they're like sending out tweets. Yeah, that's exactly how it happened, and you're like, oh, forget it. It's not how it happened. Right. Like, you know, you can't defend yourself. Just let it go. Let it go. Well, as you far know. as like, let it go. What do they say? Let go and let God. Let the, go and um, let God. Yep. The um, podcast that Bethany and Jill Zarin just did. I'm not sure if you got a chance to hear any excerpts from it or listen to it. I know you and Jill Zarin are friends. Yeah, I'm um, getting ready to go to her party in the Hamptons. So fun. I need it's you to shout out Molly when you get there for me. Tell her I said hi. I will. I will. She's excited. I, she commented on my on my post today, and I was like, "I can't wait to see you." She was like, "Yeah, oh, she's so sweet." Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I know that you're gonna go there for the Hamptons. Have a good time. Um, but on the podcast episode, speaking of, you know, things that happened on camera that you didn't know, I was so shocked and surprised to hear about Bethany attending Jill Zarin's late husband's services. Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. And Jill had no idea, and Bethany that they didn't were know film. that Jill had no idea. That is, you guys to have, me, you, you have no idea how they, like, just manipulate and yeah, they do. That to me was so gut wrenching to hear because what if Jill walked out with a different attitude and, and Bethany would have been ambushed? It was it was Bobby's services, you know. It should have been about nothing but that. So the whole situation was just, it was shocking to hear that they both were taken aback by each other's, you know, recollection and his story with it. Yeah. And you know what though? And that it, sadly, it doesn't surprise me, but knowing um, Jill as well as I do, I get it. I mean, like this luxury luncheon that I'm going to in the Hamptons is for Bobby's Memorial Trust. I mean, this has been thrown, what, for like 10 years and- it's for Bobby. I mean, Jill loved and adored her husband. He was the her whole universe, you know? And it, I can't even imagine what it was like to have to go through with the, on camera losing your husband. On camera. She even yeah. made a comment. She said, if I knew cameras were going to be there, I would have worn more makeup and less sunglasses. Like, she kind of chuckled at herself. And I was I like, I mean, you well, think about did- it. Yeah, you're, you're not she, you're not prepared to be on TV when you're not when you're not told that you're scheduled to film. So and at your lowest point in your life. So that whole conversation to me was so jarring. Um, oh, it's no that, it's no different than when I, I completely when they gave me all those drugs before my surgery. And then people were like, you know, and then Brandy, of course, was like prying me to say something. And then I, the, uh, door, right. the producer told me later that she ran out of that room after I said all that. And she was like, tell me, you tell me you were filming that. So, I mean, oh. she knew what she was doing. They knew what they were doing. I was high as a motherfucker. <laughs> I don't like, remember. Let a girl live. I mean, honey, you know, well, what happened was I took a, um, uh, a, something with relaxant I, I forget what it's called not Demerol but I took a uh, I took a pill before I left my house and it was supposed to keep me calm and all that and then but then riding with Brandy the whole way over there like got me all worked up and then when I yeah. got there they took my blood pressure and my heart rate and they were like girl you got to calm down like you're going into surgery so they gave me another one and I was like I, I I remember nothing. I could have strutted around butt ass naked, not remembered it. I honestly and like maybe maybe you did. Maybe you did. I mean, maybe you never know. I was really trying to get one of my friends that really knew me that wasn't on a ca- an on camera person to, to be there to, to kind of protect me. 
But, Mm -hmm. you know, producers just push those people out of the way. And they probably don't grant them permission to be, they probably say, no, we don't want them. And no, you can't be in the room. You can't be in this. You can't be in that. Yeah. There were no cameras in the room because I was already in my gown. I wasn't right. mic'd. Only you were Brandy vulnerable. Was. You were, re- yeah, you were ready for surgery. Only, so vulnerable. Only Brandy was mic'd. Only Brandy was mic'd. Oh. That whole room, all you got was Brandy's audio, which is high as I was at that point. I was probably screaming, you know? Right. <laughs> I, I, and I will tell you this. I, I loved all the people that took the door with the words on it and was like, this will be the next audition tape for Juilliard. <laughs> like, yeah. That's another one of those things that still comes around the Twitter Twitter land is that picture with the door and your words. And another one is the hot dog costume. Yes, I love my little <laughs> hot dog costume and my little baby hot dog. Yeah, that's that still was a so frequently fun. used like gift. <laughs> you know, that's so fun. Honestly, like for me, it was like... um. It was my, I, I wanted to do it. I just thought it was hilarious. And it was like, if I'm going to be sitting in confession, talking about this scene, let me just go put the damn hot dog costume on. Hell yeah. And, and, um, and they were like, you would do that. And I'm like, yeah. Like, what do I care? You know, it's funny. <laughs> I mean, like, I like to laugh at myself. And it was, right? and it lived on. It lived on. And it, it lives on and on and on and on and on. Yes. Yes. It does. So do you still talk to any of your former Real Housewives of Dallas castmates? I saw pictures of you with Cam Westcott, and I saw pictures of you with um, Carrie Duber, I think. Actually, I was doing like a deep dive on your page. Love it. Um, I saw, So I saw the photos of you with them, but then I also saw something for... And you should have seen photos of me with Tiffany Moon and with Carrie yeah. Brittingham. Yeah, Tiffany Moon... MVP on her funny doctor stories that she posts with her anesthesiologist the humor hilarious yeah yeah um, but it was something that I saw for Nikki Hilton's shoe shoe line that came out I believe oh or... yes 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 yeah Nikki had a premiere her shoe line at Alice and Olivia mm-hmm yeah I, so I love seeing the picture of you and Kathy Ooh, so cute oh yes oh and that bag oh my god that bag but Kathy's I, bag yeah um, I forget what it said. Um, oh, what was that word that she was so famous for saying? Oh, Hunky Dory. Was Hunky Dory. Dory. That's what it said on her purse. Yes. Hunky Dory. Yes. And I was like, Lord help us all. Yeah. 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 Um, Kathy cute. is really good friends with my good friend, Tina Craig. So. Okay. So that's the connection yeah. there. Very mm-hmm. cool. So was the opening in Dallas then or was it, did you travel for it? No, it was, uh, that was in Dallas at the Alice and Olivia store in Highland Park. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool. But there were super cool. cute shoes and super casual and, you know, flats. I mean, so I was like, oh my God, the Hamptons are coming up. I'll grab two pair of flats to run around in. Absolutely. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. And, you're and all they were over both and events and. I love events. I love to go out. I love to be social. I mean, I think it's one of the things that, you know, I struggle. I never hid this. I struggle with depression. And so for me, being social keeps me out of the pits of depression, you know? Um, So, no, I love going out. And it brings awareness to, you know, what the event is for also, which I remember when you first came on the scene on Dallas, that was, you know, your heart and soul was charity events. So, you know, the fact that you still go and you still, you know support and that's really nice to see you know what's so funny is um before dallas um i went to charity events and i went to the strip on cedar springs which is our 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 gay strip and um and after dallas i still go to charity events and i still go down to the roundup and (laughs) uh and you know it's so funny is like during season you would see them like sprinkling down at the roundup or on cedar springs and i was like what's your ass doing down here like you don't even like gay people like what the hell (laughs) you know but i mean it's just it's goes to the testimony of you know who was authentic on camera and who is authentic in their life and who isn't and you know if you ask cameron she's 
even told one of our vice presidents, she was like, the only person on our cast who is the exact same off camera as she is on camera is Liam. And I mean, like, yeah, I just, I, I don't care. Um, I mean, I, I care to a point, but to be honest with you, I care more what God thinks about what I'm doing than what people think about what I'm doing. And I'm not yeah. going to say I don't fall and I don't make mistakes. I do. I'm a broken human that makes mistakes, but you know, perception is not always the truth. So right. you can only perceive things to the level of which your experiences will allow you. So because I have such a tragic, you know, turmoiled childhood, my perception is very great. I have a huge, I'm a, I'm able to perceive things that most people can't because I've experienced so much, Mm -hmm. you know? And for such a young age too, and it gave you perspective so young. It gave me, it also gave me a reason to, to grow my voice. It gave me a reason to stand up, not just for myself, but for others. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, you know, I, I wouldn't wish it on anyone because it was very difficult to survive. But at the same time, it made me who I am. And I will not be denied the fact that as a child, I survived some terrible things. And right. I deserve you know, grace for that. If I behave differently today, if I behave badly today and I say, well, you just don't understand, like that's how little Leanne would have handled it. It's true. And Mm -hmm. that's not an excuse. That's not, you have to take it for what you're saying. Absolutely. I was permanently damaged, altered as a child. And that alters how I behave as a human, as an adult, you know, now, now, that the show has ended and I've really done a deep dive on a lot of this. It's like, Oh, that makes so much sense. There were so many things that I should have said that I had no idea how to express myself back then, you know? So mm-hmm. it's nice. It's to like be you able said, to taking that out. time apart. Yeah. Take that yeah. time apart. Take that time out. I'm ringing Andy Cohen's doorbell to get you on a real housewife ultimate girls trip. That would well, you're going to have to ring incredible. that man's number. I'm going to. I'm going to see him at BravoCon and I'm going to slip him a note. Do it! (laughs) (laughs) Be a good surprise. He would love it. He loves you, I'm sure, because it's hard not to. I really appreciate you coming on and doing this with me. Thank Um, you! Thank you for coming on, though, seriously. Um, I'm glad to see all the good things that you have going on and that people are going to hopefully see you on screen. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I mean, listen, I've got I've got I'm going to the Hamptons for 10 days. I'm going to go to Jill's party. Um, Amazing people are going to be there. You know, it's produced by Ticket to Events. Those guys are the guys that I started Eternal Traveler magazine with. So that's why we traveled during COVID because we were like, well, there's nothing else to do. It's not like we're going to throw an event. (laughs) So we started traveling together. Let's go. And then, yeah. And then um, and then they're also producing. the interactive brunch in, in the Hamptons, which last year I hosted, but this year I get to go as a guest and just drink and have a good time. I'm very good at that. Um, yeah. And then, and then I have my power tripping reality show that I'm working on. And then I got cast in a movie that they're doing as well called sex, greed, murder, and chicken fried steak. Sex, greed, murder, and chicken fried steak. Yes, and it everybody is literally... that's watching needs to say that out loud now. Say it to yourself, oh, good luck. wherever say you it are. Times real fast. <laughs> yeah, wherever you are right now, everybody listening, go and say that. So tell me what that is. What's the, what's that about? It is that movie is about honestly, like you know, Texas used to have really good old boy days where the boys ran everything, and it did not matter what you did, you got away with it, including murder. And it's basically about a Texas oil billionaire who used to beat his wife and ended up killing her 12-year-old daughter downstairs in a basement and then um, killing her boyfriend of the time. And um, and basically, like, the jail, Fort Worth jail system never even locked his cell. He could come and go whenever he wanted. And that's what money will get for you in Texas. And we still have a lot of the good old boy days around here. But mm-hmm. that's one of the things I love about the Barbie movie is it really points out how much of the good old boy days are still oh, around. Really? Oh, Ooh. yes. 
Oh yeah. Which is why it's really a great coming of age movie for young girls. I think it's a, hopefully it'll be a big eye opener for girls to really kind of take their lives by the horns and just live it for themselves, you know? If that's the message that you got from it, I'm so excited to see it then. That's nice. And that'll be something that my girls are too young right now, but when they understand what words mean, yeah, then I'm hoping that that'll be a good one. When you see it, when you see it, honestly, you're going to be like, okay, reminders to self. When my girls turn nine, I need to show them this movie again and we'll just have a Barbie party night and, and just watch the movie because it really is. It really is. Yeah. I loved, loved it. Warner Brothers had me come to a special sneak peek premiere and oh my God, I laughed so hard, so hard. Like, who did I you go to that premiere with? Um, I, I took my friend London who lives here. He just moved here from, um, well, he's originally from Laredo in Mexico City, but he lives here and he's been here for about a year. So I, I, um, I tote him around whenever I go out. Um, nice. and we had, we laughed so hard. I mean, it was just, it was hilarious, you know, and then he buys okay. a box of popcorn on the way out. I'm like, really? Why didn't you buy that while we were in the movie theater? I would have eaten it <laughs> on the way out. That's, that's the new one. He just but wanted the Barbie bin. He wanted the yeah. Barbie oh, the car. Box. Oh no. They came in like this gorgeous pink plastic box that you could keep forever. Oh, geez. Oh, of course. Wait till you go. I'm not kidding. Like the Barbie crap is going to be off the chain. Barbies are going to like make a lot of money this year. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, and who, I love pink. So I'm totally fine with walking into a pink scene, pink, everything. Like, everything. It's, it's, I mean, seriously, it is the pinkest of pink. Oh, and the costumes are just, I'm, I, the second I saw some of the costumes, I was like, okay, this is going to be Halloween. It's going to be a Barbie Ooh. Halloween. Big yeah. time. Oh, Might as well start looking Halloween. for the costumes now. Yeah. Speaking of I, outfits. I think, and... I think um, people should go as the weird Barbie. Ooh, I'm going to have to see. When you watch it, like. you'll see what I mean. That'll probably be me. I would want to be like the weird Barbie. I want to be the, no, weird Barbie was the doll that you like cut the hair and burned it, singed it and threw on it with markers, you know, (laughs) you'll see. It's so good. The movie is so good. Okay. I'll tell you my thoughts after I see it for sure. Okay. Good. So you're going to the Hamptons. You are gearing up for that. I want to know, do you have an outfit picked out? Yes, for I already do, of course. And I like, I was debating, do I send it to Jill and be like, hey, this is what I'm wearing. So I just want to make sure you're not wearing the same thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm wearing this beautiful Dolce & Gabbana dress I just got in. And, you know, now I just have to figure out if I'm going to wear silver or gold with it. So, you know, it's real first world problems over here. Right. It really is. Us women, My us dogs women got some big problems. Yeah, I, I listen. I'm I grateful as the day is long for my life, my husband, my ch- my fur children. I just I'm I'm grateful that uh, God blesses me and that He continues to bless me. And I could just I mean, that's my word for 2023. Grateful, grateful, grateful. Love it. That's yep. that's a great word to have as your and manifesting has been my word of 2023. I have found that waking up every morning and setting intentions has tremendously helped not even just, I mean, things happening, no, but just my overall sense of like hope for things. Yeah. Um, yes. It gives, intentions you know, that, and affirmations. Yes. And, and that's what you want to know still in my kids too, is those affirmations. Yeah. You know what the biggest, uh, one of the biggest secrets that I do is I listen to, um, good focus music whenever I'm working. And I also make the passcode to get into my computer, something I need to work on. So every month it changes like, um, be kind or, um, you know, you know, like there's always something I think faith is God was the one that I, um, uh, um, started with. Yeah. Faith is God or uh, something like that. And And I remember like, that was my, went to log in, like right after I left Housewives, I was just like, faith in God, faith in God, faith in God. And it just, you know what? You don't realize 
how much when you say it to yourself, which you have to, to type it in. Yes. It's just a mental note. It's a mental hack that you can That's do. That's actually a really good hack. Yep. I'm going to start, I'm going to tell my family members about that. I'm going to text them and say, Hey, start changing your passwords. It, and it's a great That's hack actually a and you super can good do idea. it yeah. every month. You can, ch you should change it every month. I made mine like 28 bit crypt keys and I have like, I, I have had my Instagram hacked, uh, hijacked like twice last year Ooh. and it's a nightmare. And I just told myself, like, I finally got on the phone with Meta and I was like, tell me what I do that this never happens again. So it's like you know. they want your blood or something. They, no, they go on that when they ha steal your page, they delete like all my highlight stories. All I mean, they go on and start deleting posts and reels and it's just awful. It's awful. And then, and then you lose that content and you don't have it. Like it's gone. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. So it was a real Tragic. nightmare. Well, yeah. And then when you try to get it reinstated, they make you send pictures of your heart and soul to verify that it's you. Oh my God. Ridiculously overprotect. Yeah. I'm like, where was that protection when it was getting hijacked? Right. <laughs> well, Leanne Locken, thank you so much for joining me on Gossip with Bravo, babe. I know that my Thank listeners you. are going to be super happy to hear from you and everything that you have going on. I definitely got a lot if... of love when I posted that you were coming on. Yay! You know what? The watchers, the viewers, they're what makes the, the show worth doing. Honest. They're what makes the show worth doing. No matter how much shit you go through from the other cast members or from the network, the people who watch it and say, oh, my God, I loved you. You were my favorite. It every time that happens to me, it just it's a little pat on the back. That's like, you know what, Leanne, you you did a good thing. You did a good thing. You know, mm -hmm. Absolutely. you opened up and and hopefully you helped someone. <laughs> I mean, listen, if you're well, crazy you, fucked up, I mean, definitely, you know, just figure out how it got better. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I'm going to hit you up to know about how the Hamptons went, how your outfit looked. I'm all about the fashion. Um, so, yeah, we will definitely chat soon. And you have good. a good rest of your week, Leanne. You have a great night. I hope your babies didn't wake up. They didn't. <laughs> thank you. If you ever need all anything, right. just holler. I will. All right. Bye, babe. Bye, sweetie. Thank you.